can't believe Where do we start then? I don't know, this feels fake now. Do you know what I mean? I, don't, I feel like I don't want to. I feel like it's not worth doing that episode again, but maybe skimming over the cliff notes. We've got to do the week. The thing is, it was the week in review episode. Well, we've reviewed the week. We've reviewed the week. We're not on the podcast. I still have the audio. You can't put half the conversation up. You're, you're audible, but no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to it. But I think there was, there was some nuggets in there, Harry. But we can't try and like relive that. For everyone that's listening, let me just get you up to speed. Is Yesterday, me and Harry uh, were out on the road, went to a client meeting, new partner, all is good. And on the way back, we decided to put the mics on and record our weekly review so we could put it up yesterday because that was the goal, is every Monday put last week's review up. It was a fantastic episode. We literally finished it, and before we knew there was any issues with the mics, um, we were like, there's something special about that episode, whether it's just because it's in the van and we're used to chatting in the van, it's more conversational. And we played some of it back in the van, and I sound like Joe Pasquale, it was topping out. So did mine. So did yours. So it was bizarre. So it sounded dead squeaky and just wrong, and we use use Rode mics and the Rode Mic Pro app. And came in this morning, thought we were going to just re-record the show, and then we've had the same issues this morning, and we found out, actually, depending on where you play the audio in the app, depends on whether it's correct or incorrect, Mm. but I've obviously gone through and deleted the file. You and that itchy archive. Archive delete, it's just... uh, Unfortunately, it wasn't archive, it was hard delete. Even asked me to confirm. (laughs) (laughs) Even asked Uh, me to confirm. So that gold is lost forever. So... Hi, I'm going to do what I did yesterday. I'm just going to fire up my calendar and we're probably not going to go into the level of detail that we did and it's a shame. But I think just for mine and your sanity, we can't do it. So... The gist of the week, though. The gist of the week. Well, we we need to touch on the the learnings from Wednesday with Baxi because that was really important. Yeah, well, that was nearly the main thing of the week anyway. Yeah, so let me just run through the calendar. Um, Yeah. Just looking at it now. The Monday, Tuesday was same old stuff. You were working off offline mode, testing, yep. making sure that's working yep, well. Yep, 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 yep. It's Tuesday. Is it Tuesday the 8th or 9th today? Today. It is the 7th. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's Tuesday the 7th. Okay. Um, so Mark's coming up today. So we're shipping off Limo to beta today. So you spent a lot of time on that last week. Mm-hmm. And then last Wednesday, we took a trip up uh, to Manchester. Yeah, to see Bexy on the trade, well, breakfast morning. Yeah, so um, one thing just to cover off is we've got a relationship with Bexy Boilers and um, we're really enjoying working with those guys because they sort of, they've got this big vision of helping the trade, not just with the, the products that they sell with the boilers, but sort of a whole office solution. So Bexy's the platform that a heating engineer can, can build their business on, which is sort of very in line with what we're looking to do. So mm-hmm. it's a great partnership, good distribution for us. Um, but one of the things that we've been invited to do is these TAMs. So a TAM is a trade awareness morning. So that's where, as you know, people come into a builder's merchant. There's a guy there, backseat rep, trying to stop people as they come in talking about the product. But what we went to last week was something a bit different. Yep. What was the, uh, what was the structure of it, Harry? Yeah, Harry. so it was, just, uh, it was essentially just a breakfast morning. Um, David had commandeered what was the, cor- the entire corner of a pub. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and yeah, we just had a few <clears throat> a few Baxi installers just swing by. Met obviously they know Dave quite well. He's their area sales rep, so see him quite a lot. Uh, and he just introduced us to some of the guys basically. But it was really positive in the sense that because Dave already has a strong relationship with them they were warm leads when it came to like we weren't having to pull them to one side introduce yeah. ourselves and do that whole you don't want to speak to me but i'm gonna to have to speak to you situation so yep. it was a lot easier uh, and it just it provided a lot of um positive feedback in the end yeah so i think on on the point of the sort of warm introduction side is as we've as we've established and one of the episodes i don't know if i mentioned to you about that i want to do soon is the difficulties of selling to our audience. It's in specifically around the website package. Mm. I think the office package now we've, we've learned a lot around from that Wednesday. But I think uh, these guys have, one, they're really busy. And I know everyone's busy, but these guys, they're very reactive in terms of if a boiler goes, and I say boilers because majority of our users are heating engineers. If a boiler goes, they just have to react to it and get out and it's, it's a speed thing yeah. for them. Um, so normally when they're in a builder's merchant, they're like flying in, picking up tools that they need because Mrs. Jones is at home with a broken boiler or there's an install that he's forgot a part for and he's in and out. He doesn't want to mess about. The last thing he wants to be doing is interrupted by David. Yeah. And David's got a lot of credibility. He's from Baxi. It's a big brand. He's got a lot of credibility to stop and say, have you seen the new offer? They might be interested. Imagine if me and you try and stop yeah. someone coming in, looking for a part. He's they really back. don't want to talk to you. Exactly, yeah. Um, so the warm introduction was great and... <clears throat> So we didn't do the TAM one. He actually invited people to specifically talk to us. He said, we've got expert trades up. We want to share what the relationship is, what these guys do and how it can help. Um, so we had four people come through and, and just put in the scheme of things. Four people doesn't sound like a lot, but back in the day when I used to be an area sales manager, doing what David does is like speaking to four people when you're there all day in a builder's merchant, actually having a conversation with them was a win. Like one or two people were standard to stop and actually have a good chat to. Um, but these guys, what, we had 30 minutes, 45 minutes with each one of them? Yeah, at least. It was really, really good. So we had the opportunity to share what we were doing. Um, let me just throw this in there as well. Remember the guy who nearly turned around in the car park? Mm. Which was Tony. big learnings for me. So Yeah, the, the van. The van. So on our van, obviously, we used to... We used to be in the sort of marketplace business um, before we pivoted about two years ago. And that was um, lead generation for trades. And on the back of our van is still, I need a trade, I am a trade, and this whole uh, beautiful image. If we're in that space, it's really well represented, isn't it? This is what we do. But Tony pulled in to the car park and he said, what do you guys do? I says, how long have you got? He says, it depends on what you guys do. Mm. So I've just seen what, you th what I think you do and it's not what I thought you did. And if you don't do what I think you do, I'm going. <laughs> I was just like, ah. So I told him what we did with the uh, services and the support and what we do with Baxi. And he told us, he said he nearly turned around in the car park when he saw the van. So just lesson learned for me is that, especially when we're going out to see members and, and do merchant visits, yeah. is that we'll put, that is putting people off because that sort of business has a stigma attached to it. It's the messaging as well, <clears throat> isn't it? It's, it's not... We're not on message with the branding of the van. Basically. No, exactly. So. Um, and we're closer with the website, with the new mm. website. We're still not on point with that. No. And I'm doing that today, actually. I don't know if I mentioned that. I'm okay. just changing the front end. Um, so, yeah, we've got a chance to sit down with these guys. And you, the thing is for me is it's very easy for me to always want to take the lead because that's just who I am. And I, I know it's, 
but with the app and stuff like you own that now mm. so I was really keen to just sort of take a step back happily talk to people about the history of the business and what we're trying to achieve but then you sort of took over which is demoing the app explaining all the mm-hmm. features largely because like some of the things I don't even know how to do it right <laughs> now. like you just own that um, so how was that in terms of is it the first time you've actually managed to sit with brand new people and, and demo and see how they use it? Yeah, so I mean, the closest thing we've had to that before is when we've been at trade shows, which Cash. is still not ideal because they're technically still passing because they, they, yeah. they don't want to spend all day at your booth. They want to just go... It was like in, trade shows like in between what we did on Manchester yeah. and a trade morning. It's like in between you've got a bit yeah. more time, they're a bit more willing to listen, but they're still... But you need to capture them in the first five minutes. With some freebies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and and this time was a lot more beneficial because we were able to sit down um, and they had as long as it kind of took, really. Uh, as, long as, as long as what we were offering was of interest to them, which it was. Yep. And that's kind of one of the big take-homes that we got, being able to sit down with them and demo our product, run through it with them. They just fell in love with it. Um, one of the biggest challenges is obviously these guys don't use anything like this so that's why this one-on-one kind of environment works because we're able to explain the benefits and how they will be able to use it show how easy it is to use yep whereas somewhat because we found people convert themselves if they're coming from similar software moving over to us because they just get it so they don't need any input from us but these guys are going from pen and paper to some software and there's just this mental barrier whether it's real or not they just see it as some software that they've got to learn I'm too busy to sit down and learn all that I don't use computers I'm, I'm just I just fit boilers so there's this whole challenge of just educating them yeah it's, uh, it's difficult so so to drill into that is um, Tony again said something which which sort of highlighted a conversation for us is he wants to use something and then build his business with us for the next 25 years. Yeah. And, and for me, like, you don't get that sort of emotional comment. Because that's a very emotional comment. Like, I want to use your service and build it with you for the next 25 years. I, I don't think you feel ever about software. I don't think you, you, mm. you say emotional stuff like that about software if you just downloaded it in the App Store and tried it. So for me, it was the fact that he's met us. And I think at one point they thought me and you, it was just me and you in the company. They're like, you're good guys. We want to work with you. Um, but for me, it kind of, it showed this thing of, there's a fear of like, I'm going to learn all this thing. I'm going to learn this app, this product, this service. But I don't want to have to relearn something new every six yeah. or 12 months. So there's this fear of, I'm just going to stick to pen and paper because no matter what happens, pen and paper is tried, it's true, it's tested. That's not going to fail me. And there was two things. It was the fear of us not being around and he's having to find another bit of software and lose data and move across. And then the other fear that we sort of stood out was, I really like what you do, but I need to learn it. I need to feel really comfortable on it before I use it because I might be in front of a customer doing a quote. And that was sort of the big thing for me. And when I watched you and you were watching reactions of people using the user interface and all that stuff, um, loads of learnings from that that we're, we're yeah. now implementing. It's always usually beneficial to sit over someone's shoulder. No, exactly. Um, so what we've done off the back of it is um, we've, we've taken that morning and we've trying to condense everything. We, we had a good session afterwards and said, well, okay, we've, we don't often get this experience, so how do we take this and then roll it out? 
And when you mentioned earlier about having like the one-to-one things, I know people listening are going to be like, yeah, but one-to-one on app doesn't scale. Mm. And I kind of want to challenge that a little bit because we're doing a training academy. So Expert Trades Academy, we've got partners all over the country where they've given us access. Partner yesterday, new one, can't mention it because some of the listeners are... TBD. Yep. Um, <laughs> some of the... Um, so we've got these these venues all over the country that we've got access to meeting rooms and um, academy rooms. So 29th of this month, we're putting on the Expert Trades Academy where David has got, he's actually got a waiting list now. He was like, Adam, are you bringing some people or can I, can I add a couple more of mine because I've got someone on a waiting list. So these are people that want to use the service, want to learn more about us and are taking half a day out to come to our, our training academy held at a Baxi training center. Um, and when you look at it like that, it's, they're going to come we can have a presentation that I think we need to work through and have like yeah. this flow yeah, of what app. works. Um, demo in the app, and it's going to be like, everyone get your devices out, sign up. Here's the page you're going to see. This is what this is. This is what this is. And walk people through. So in the space of two to three hours, they subscribe. They get a deal on the day. They subscribe. They sign up. They use it. And I'm really interested to see if we do like four or five of those, how those people engage with the app. So those 50 or 60 people how they go on to use the app compared to other people that mm. like sign up or use a quarterly package or how, how regularly they use and what they use it for. Uh, one, I was thinking about this after we had a, this conversation the first time around. I feel like this is still good though. Um, I feel like we're still getting there. We're going to different yeah. avenues. Is I feel, obviously we say this can't necessarily scale as well because it's limited by how many of these uh, academy things that we can hold. Yep. But I think, in, at least in an ideal world, is that eventually what will happen is enough people will be educated in our system that they will just educate others. Yeah, so, so John comes in and learns from us, but then he introduces his two partners to our software. By the way, they do it at training morning, but I've already done it, so I can just run you through and explain it all. Yeah. It's, not, it's not like they're not gaining any bonus material that like or insider knowledge it's all it's no, all exactly. really available we're just educating them on the system and the process so I completely agree completely agree and i think i think there's an extra thing on top of that as as well as um the training academies from my perspective this it's going to be two-way learning because when we just sat with four people we took away a lot Mm, Uh, and I think when we sit in the room with 12 people and we do the first academy session and you're going to run it and I'm just going to be in the room and I'm going to be talking about here's the vision of expert trades here's the business here's where we are where's we are here's where we are uh, and here's uh, here's Harry who's going to demo the app and get you all set up I think we're going to learn a lot from the people in the room around oh does it do this yes it does and it's here we need to bring that front and centre because it's a talking point or does it do this no and then we go great guys Tony just mentioned something. This is how we build. It's feedback driven. Who would use it? And and be honest. If you all hate Tony's idea, don't put your hand up. Mm. And, and then use those sessions for actual live feedback. Of yeah, I think that could be really massive. helpful. And then second thing is, I think the the goal <clears throat> is to do a bunch of these academies and get it down to like an absolute perfection. Then take that in, take every, all those bits of learnings and bring them into the app in terms of. Um, better UI, better experience, better prompts, bringing certain things as in we'll know the process that these guys want to follow. But I think the academy, as soon as people go, oh, there's a training academy, I can't make it. If there's an online version and you're telling people like, here's the academy and there's section one, not as a YouTube playlist, something like that, but as in integrated into our admin panel, here's the academy checklist as, as you've gone through and learned them. For me, that's where this goes. 
Yeah, it's like a, um, it's just like a support page, but twice as engaging. Yeah, I think this, I think the issue with the support page, it, yeah, it's like support pages. I've got to go in. I've got a problem. Where's the answer? Whereas what I want this to be is I've just signed up to this service and I want to get fully set up. Mm. And these guys know the process, and I just have as soon as I've gone from lesson A to lesson F, I'm done. That's all I need to know, and I can go and use it. Like I think that's a good goal to have. Uh, and I think when we do the academies, we should take, have a good half half an hour afterwards of like what did we learn, and then say, well, that that affects the app. We need to tell Mark about it. Well, yeah, I feel like, I feel like there'll be a lot of um, whether it's good or bad. There'll be certain areas in it, in be it the presentation or the app itself or anything like that. It things will rise very quickly when you've got that many people. It's like it's like when we released <laughs> offline functionality the first time. Yep. there was things that we couldn't. Replicate, plan for yeah. or replicate or anything like that until everyone had it. So I think this will just be a distilled version of that. So when when we get to literally watch 12, 15 people use the app all at once and then people's hands are going up saying... Uh, I've just pressed the back arrow and it took me to the homepage, <laughs> yeah. that, that thing that yeah. we saw because we've got two different arrows. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be some great learning. Um, the thing is what we need to make sure we do is one give it the best opportunity for success, as in Baxi has 30 area sales managers. We spoke to one, mm. and he's all over it. And he's, he's put a room of 12 people together already, and he's got a waiting list. We've got that video to send out to Baxi sales reps, which is they want more information about expert trades to get involved, so we need to get that shot. So once the black eye goes down, and black eye for anyone that doesn't know, I'm doing a charity fight night on the 18th. Um, check out the Instagram uh, for updates as well as if you would actually like to support it that'd be much appreciated Um, haven't made a shout out on the podcast for that but that'd be good Um, then uh, get that out to the backseat sales reps and then give that actual planning and attention and like the training academy should be on the website because if people see that like we have these good partners and we have this good reputation, we've got all this great feedback from users all the way through to reps, all the way through to manufacturers, and here's the training academies, and here's the locations. I think all of a sudden it adds a lot of credibility, and I also think that the front-end changes we're making to the website around the conversations we had yesterday, yeah. where uh, Calvin, yeah, Calvin if, someone can, if someone knows a Calvin at a company, then fair play, then you've just worked out who our partner is, um, who might be in a conversation, because it's not a common name. Um, he, he had like this thing where he just was like, if we could put like a one-page doc, which we did, we did around this table with the, the yeah. different plans, he just couldn't get his head around that verbally, where we just need something to show. And if we need something to show Calvin, <clears throat> then we need something to show everyone. So they go, oh, okay, so there's a free plan, there's a verified plan, there's an office plan, and there's a website plan. Um, annoyingly, actually, uh, Alison, my mum, who works for the company as well, she called me up about a week ago and was like, I was speaking to Christian, um, cousin's cousin, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and just told him what we do, and da da da. And he, he was asking questions. And Alison went, go to the website and see what you think. He went to the website, and then he called Alison up. He was like, I'm not entirely sure still what you do. Mm. And I wanted to punch Christian in the face um, <laughs> when I heard that, but it's it's not his fault. It's ours. Um, we spent so much time on it. I think it's because we do so much now and we're trying to put everything down. We just need to really distill it and then and then send... The, none of us internally are experts at user flow and stuff like that, but we're getting better. Um, 
but yeah, so we need to make some changes. So that was a bit of learning for me as well last it's, week. It's funny just on that. Um, obviously, I always report back to my mum about kind of how work's going and all that. But even she, some people ask her what I do. Yeah. And she doesn't know how to answer the question because obviously she hears all of the different things that are going on in the company. It's yeah. like, what? do you do? So I, I, <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> pack a lunch. It was funny yesterday in the meeting, they were like, so, uh, job title? And you were like, change this quite often. I know, so, um, I was racking my brain thinking, what's the latest one we're on? <laughs> so, it's, so it's all good. So that was, that was last week. Yeah. Um, I will throw something else in there just to wrap up is Mark works silly hours mm-hmm. and I've been ignoring most emails from recruitment agencies because as soon as you put one post online it's like a it's like a drop of blood in the sea and the sharks just come and get you um so not necessarily a bad thing it's just that you 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 said you're looking for something and people are trying to provide it's a bad thing when you tell them that that no longer interested but they still like i still get that is i still get a god a god awful amount of emails and i've now started just spamming Mm. mark people as spam so even the the thing is is if i'd marked emma from the company as spam i wouldn't have found connor and to get to my point is i got a cv and i actually opened it because i can't remember where i was but i checked the pdf out on the ipad probably late at night and thought oh there's two or three things on it that look interesting Mm. um had an interview with a guy then mark interviewed him for a good couple of hours Long story short, is I think he's a really hard worker. Could be a good culture fit, even though he seems very quiet at the moment. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I, I think, think he's just taking it all in right now. Yeah, the other as I said, <laughs> as I said last last week, I thought he actually had his head on his desk at one point. Yeah. Um, he was he was actually looking for something down on the floor, but I thought because of just the way his day had gone, I think he he's come from a different sort of environment where he's managed to just work on the things that he's good at. Mm. And now what we need is him to stretch himself. But the good thing is, is he came in yesterday feeling positive. So um, to get to the point is we've hired a new developer. Um, I don't know I'm telling you like that as if it's the first time. No, uh, but thank we've, God. We've hired a new developer, uh, sat in the office full time. And what I was really looking for was someone that sits between Mark and Forty. Mm. Because there's a lot of work to be done and I need, I need them to support Mark. But, this per, but Connor will learn a lot from Mark, like a lot from Mark. We underestimate. Mark is very, very good at what he does. Um, and then Fordy is is on this journey now where he's becoming a developer and, and learning his skills and he's great at WordPress and customising themes, but he wants to get into the into the nitty-gritty. So having someone set up as at Fordy is going to pull Fordy along really quick, keep him motivated, keep him happy. So like Connor's role and that, that position is kind of two-pronged, help Mark, help Fordy. And I think Connor's the guy. I'm hoping he just settles in. So we'll probably do a, an update on that. And just, yeah, let me just throw this out there, actually, just be really clear. It's like, Connor needs to fail fast or be successful. Uh, and that's largely because his recruitment agents charge a fortune. <laughs> and what I don't want him to do is struggle for a few weeks and then month two or three leave. Mm. So he's getting basically brought up to speed really fast because I've got a four-week window. If he doesn't fit, I don't have to pay the ridiculous fee. Um, and I'm just being completely transparent now. It's like I've, I've told Connor as well, I said, like, you just need to be really open with me. I said, how are you going to be treated in week two and three is basically what it's going to be like. Um, obviously, we're getting him up to speed. Um, but he appreciates that. And so Yeah, it's not like you're, you're, you're telling me that and telling him something different. No, exactly. I, I said, listen, I said, here's where we are. I said, here's the fee that I've got. And I said, if you leave in week five, it's really shit for me. <laughs> like, it's really shit yeah. for me. Um, so... 
he appreciated the, the transparency. And, and to be honest, I think that's one of the reasons that he, he came to meet the team and he's, he's met me a couple of times. And he was just like, I'm really excited. He says, I don't want salary to be the issue that I don't work at expert yeah. trade sort of thing. Um, so good, good attitude. Um, we'll give an update on it. But hiring people through agencies, man, it's probably another another podcast of the joys of that and how you navigate it and what we've done so far to hire people and where the teams come from because we have a, a really interesting structure of the team of how people came came into the team. So yeah, another show. Anything else? No, mate. Just the uh, how to get in touch. Trusty poster. Over to you, Harry. I need to actually circle off. So we're mainly on Instagram now. Um, I'll be honest. I am just doing Instagram. Wow. I'm. I'm. Say no more. Big circle going. Because I, 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 like Ash got us off to a really great start. Uh, Ash has got his own things that he's sorting out at the moment. So I'm just jumping onto Instagram, trying to trying to do more. Um, Learned a lot from Ash, and he's shown me that we increase followers and we increase listenership. Um, so I really appreciate what he's done. No doubt he'll be back in the mix of things soon. He's just got stuff that he needs to sort out his end. Um, so we're on Instagram. So what's the handle, Harry? Startup Podcast. So I'm dabbling with stories. Mm-hmm. Haven't really got the grasp of that yet, uh, but we're putting some content up there. So if you do listen to the show and you're on Instagram, make sure you go and follow Startup Podcast, but don't just follow either DM me or comment on a post that you're a listener so I can then follow you and it's it's for two reasons. One, I want to see what you're doing because if you're doing something that works, I'm going to steal it. Simple as that. And two, um, I want to see the stuff that you're working on so I can understand who's actually listening to the show. Um, that's it, Aaron. Yeah, and then there's the age-old way that they can get in touch via email as well. And that's where the long-form questions tend yeah. to come in. So keep those coming in. We have a list of stuff to go through. We are doing three shows a week now. So mm-hmm. we're going to get this one up today. This week's probably going to be Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. It should be interesting to look at the numbers, actually. Last week it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. This week, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, just because the mess-up in the van yesterday. <laughs> Not my fault, by the way. But yeah, they can email hello. What's the blame in you? At experttrades.com. It's the eyes. Okay. okay. I, I, I agree. They're very judgmental. It's like yesterday, the reason that I didn't have anything naughty. Naughty, naughty lunch. I had a good lunch because I wasn't prepared for you to eat. Really nice. Very, very good lunch. At the new part. Know that I will get a Sunday Got me feeling like LeBron